Dr. Warren E. Meeks Sr. presents this inspirational, challenging, and life-changing message to encourage, inspire, and motivate you to keep marching towards your destiny. Now, Dr. Warren E. Meeks Sr. Now, uh, let us go to our foundational text in the book of um, Romans, chapter number 12, 1 and 2. And, and we're, we're, we're in our part 4, um, B, of, of our lesson series entitled, A Call to Godly Living. A call to godly living, and um, Sunday we we was um, talking um, mainly about the um, transformation or the renewing of our mind, and that is absolutely critical for our success in life, and that's what we're going to discuss on tonight because I need some reassurance that you have an understanding that you are a byproduct of your thought process. The way you think is who you are. The way you think is what you're going to do. Amen. And so on purpose, we have to really change the way that we think. We have to on purpose um, change the way how we, you know, process information. We got to change our mind on purpose. Amen. And it says here on um, verse number one, it says what? Read it together. Read class. It says <clears throat> by the mercies of God, sent your bodies, a living sacrifice, holy which is your reasonable service and be what? But be ye transformed. So this scripture is telling me that if there is no renewing of my mind, then I cannot prove what is the acceptable and perfect will of God. Let me say that again. If there's no if there's no transformation or there's no renewing of my mind, then I cannot prove what is acceptable and that perfect will of God. Now, this is something very, very empowering and enlightening because we are taking into consideration that we have the anointing, the Holy Spirit within us. Amen. And so. If we have the Holy Spirit and the anointing in us, wouldn't you think that that will that will empower our mind to change? Talk to me. Talk to me. Because your average Christian believes that your average Christian expects that the average Christian expects for the Holy Spirit to change my mind. But it don't. It don't. Isn't that. How many is really like what? What? See, you're waiting for the Holy Spirit to change the way you think. But it can't. Why it can't? Somebody get my mics. So why it can't? You said it. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It is my faith that is designed to change my lifestyle. It is the power of the Holy Spirit that will bring Bible results in my life. So I could be saved and anointed. But if I don't have something in me that's going to give me some new information 
on how I previously used to make decisions, then I'm going to think the old way. So it is important for me to renew my mind by what? You can't renew your mind by praying. You can't renew your mind by fasting. Because you got to understand your mind is designed to be the the very intellectual part of your being. It processes information and from the information it processes, it develops the do's and don'ts of life. And so what happens is the spirit of God wakens and alive my spirit so that I can have more faith in what God says in his word versus how I was trained in the world. So it is what? Totally impossible for my mind to be renewed without reading or hearing what? Does that make sense? Well, give me some comments on that. Nothing. Okay. Praise the Lord. So, so y'all, y'all, y'all scared or the revelation just went over your head. It's too much. What's, what's going on? Now, <laughs> you, you know, the, 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 the Lord, let's go to the book of um, 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 Numbers here. Because I, I want to, to, to share something. Because it was, it was kind of, um, it was kind of interesting of... Numbers chapter 13. Are you there? Now, now, here, Moses sent out what? Ten spies. I'm getting ready to prove to you how important it is um, for, um, for who you hang with. It's very important. Now, Moses sent out ten, 10 spies to spy out the land. And the 10 spies seen the same thing. Right? Are y'all in agreement? They seen the same thing. At the same time. Came back with the same results. You got it? But out of the 10, only two was convinced that we is able to do this thing. Right. All right. Let's 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 pick it up here at, at, at verse number 30. Everybody read together. Read verse 30 says what? It says, and Caleb still the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and possess it. For we are what? Well able to what? Overcome it. But the men that went up with him said, we be what? Not able to go up against the people. For they are what? Now, you're talking ten people that came out the same camp. But they have, eight of them have the same level of faith. And two have the same level of faith, which is a greater faith. So how could that be if they came from the same camp? You know I'm getting ready to get you, right? (laughs) Because newborn is the same camp. But everybody 
is not flowing in the same level of faith. Why is that? Y'all come on and help me out because the key is I got to get you to the point where you have developed this strong faith to, 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 to say the same thing that Caleb said. I'm going to show you something. Because see, Caleb was hanging around somebody and his name was Moses. But the other eight, they was in the same camp. But where was they connected to? Go ahead. Some of the saints are newborn Christians and are feeding on milk. Some of the saints have known the Lord for 35 or 40 years and are still on milk. They didn't make the choice to grow and to exercise their faith. So they haven't gone anywhere. So you're saying we grow on purpose. It ain't no accident that we have great faith. We have great faith because of it. We do it on purpose. Purpose. It ain't no coincidence. Go ahead. I say, excuse me. I say a little different than that. And um, the reason why I'm saying this is because they were seeing out of the natural eye. And when you look out of the natural eye, just like when you got this building, if you would have looked in the natural eye, you wouldn't have been able to see all this come to pass. But when they've got the word, when you apply the word in your life, you look at things different. And that's why all of them went there, but all of them didn't look. Some of them looked in the natural eye, and some of them looked with the spiritual eye. When you apply the word in your life, you look in a spiritual eye. It's not natural. Okay. Mike up here. You're gonna, you need to learn something from this exercise that your, your connection or who you connected to, you might be in this building, but are you really connected to me? It's like this. You, you, I'll let you two go. It, it, it's like this. You remember when, when, when Jesus was talking in the book of John and talking about the vine? In, in the book of John, I think chapter 15, well, if, if I have to go there, I'll show it to you. But he's saying, if you are connected to the vine, you will produce much fruit. Now, to me, it is totally impossible for a branch to be connected to an orange tree and not produce orange, oranges. Now, unless that vine is breached or broken, but yet still looking like it's connected. You follow what I'm saying? And so it must be a breach in one's relationship in the house that they worship in if they're not experiencing what the leader's experiencing. It is impossible for a tree, an orange tree, and the branches that's hooked to the orange tree for you not to produce oranges. But if you are broken off from the tree, then what happens? You cannot what? 
produce fruit. Isn't that simple? Think about it. And when you really examine that branch, you find out that it's been broken. The reason why it is not producing the fruit. You can't prune that thing. Got to cut that thing off. Unless you tape it on up, you, you, can, you can mend it back together. It's going to lose some years of harvest. That's why, yeah, you can repair it. Because I've seen branches that's been cracked and, and their leaves begin to fall and not produce fruit. Then they, then they wrap it with a salve. You, you got it. And then over years, you can see uh, where it used to be cut because you can see a little indentation. But now it begins to produce fruit. But it lost years of being fruitfulness. And that's what's going on with a lot of Christians. You got to ask yourself, what caused the crack? What caused me to be separated? Go on, help me out. Well, I went off somewhere else, but go on. Faith is like a muscle. You have to exercise it. Okay. Okay. Now, remember, ten spies went out. Eight said we couldn't do it. Two said we could. Well, Well, I see it's like this. Um, there's a difference between faith and believing. So you got some believers but have no faith. There's a big bridge between the two. And I learned that from personal experience. Because um, my nephew, like a couple years ago, he asked me, so why do you believe in God? We had no faith in God. And I, I was about to fight him for that. But after um, three years, I looked at it and said, wow, there's a big difference. The big difference between the two. Amen. Now, quickly, to help us out, go to Numbers 14. Y'all going to read this for yourself. Watch this here now. Watch this here. Are you there? Is, is the next chapter over? You there? What does verse 24 say? Because what? He had what? Another spirit. In other words, he had a different spirit from the eight. Go ahead. What? He had did what? He had did what? He did what? He. That's it. He did what now? He followed Moses fully. He followed the Lord fully. That's the difference. Read on. And because he had another spear and because he followed him fully, what happened? Huh? And his descendants? His seed? So, what you'll do now will impact your seed. That's the difference. That is the difference. That is the difference. It's too many of us hanging around people with no faith or little faith. You need to be hanging around people that have positive faith and great faith. 
You need to hang around people that's always saying, oh, we could do this. We're well able to do this. I don't know how we're going to pull it off, but we could do this thing because God said it. I don't need to hang around nobody that's so analytical that they will talk you out of God's blessing plan for your life. And once they do that, you will start believing it and you will always be behind the eight ball because that's how you will think. And God cannot bless you thinking inferior. Because those people delayed the whole process and God had to wait for all unbelievers to die. He had to wait for all the unbelievers, those that was not fully following the plan of God. He had to wait for them to die. That's why they stayed in the wilderness for 40 years. And there's only two people left. Caleb was one of them. See? And so what I'm saying is, people you hang around can impact your thinking. Because if you don't have great faith, then you have that grasshopper faith. You appear, you will think that everything is bigger than you. How can you think that? And you serve a big God. Think about it. How can you think that something is greater than you and you're supposed to be in God, in Christ Jesus, connected to the vine? We're so busy trying to figure it out. God didn't ask you for you to figure it out. God will give you more on the way than when you first get started. And you have to have the mindset that I'm going to get started. You could think your way out of a blessing. It is your mind that, see the Bible says, so as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So it is how you think that got you where you at now. It don't got nothing to do with no power of God. It has everything to do with how you think. I'm trying to help you. I, um, I believe that, you know, your environment, because of how you grew up, how you were taught um, through your family, that, you know, a lot of your, your view and your vision derives from that. So you have to be transformed when you get saved. Your mind has to be shifted. You got to walk by faith now and not by what you can see. So, so many people walk by what they see. And even though they, they come into Christ, they still, they're not convinced that this word is really true because they still walk by only what they see, only what they get in their hand. They just solely, their eyes are just right on what they see. And that's why you cannot go to that next level because your faith is not working. You are, your, see, faith is what you do not see. So if you're using your faith, you can't just bank on what you see. You have to believe what you don't see. And that's how you start to move your life to these different levels of living because you are not believing really what you see in the natural. You don't believe what you see in the natural. I'm not going to just believe that. I'm going to believe what the word says that it's going to be. 
and how the word says it's going to turn out, that I'm going to be a winner in this situation, even though it does not look like it. So that's where my faith comes in to elevate me, to elevate my mind to a whole different level of life. Now, now how do you get to that point? Because a lot of you people are saying, well, okay, I hear you. I understand what you're saying. But what is it going to take for me now to flow in that realm? You know, I understand it. I understand the God factor. But what I have to do now to flow in that realm? I'm glad you asked that question. Because I always, I didn't have this type of faith I have now at the beginning of my walk with Christ. I didn't have this faith. You understand? See, I still believe that God still want to do miracles. You got it? I really believe that because that's what the word says. I believe that God still want to do miracles. So, Father, if you want to do miracles, do one through me. But now you need to ask yourself, when I first began this journey, I ain't had this faith. But now I do. And it is unshakable. It is unbelievable in the natural sense. And I'm going to show you how I changed this mind here. As soon as I get some of your comments. Got there and didn't pass out. didn't right there. Go. Okay. When, when I um, hung around people that talk negative, um, they always cried on themselves and said, you know, I, I just don't see how you're going to be able to do that. Um, my, my faith depleted quickly. Mm. And then when I got around those of precious light faith, incredible others, and connected with people that pushed me and that um, believed in, in, in the word of God, and then I started trying the word, and then I did things like, when the money's got low, I did things like, I'm not going to borrow. God, you said that you supply all of my needs according to your riches and glory. I'm going to try your word. And then when that worked, I go, oh, okay, now let me go a little bit higher in my faith. So I went from faith to faith to faith, and that little mustard seed started to grow. That sounds like a relationship to me. Yeah. Can I just uh, say something about verse 24? It says, but my servant, Caleb, because he have a different spirit in him and have followed me fully, I will bring him to the land where he went and his descendants shall inherit it. He was talking about, he's not talking about the Holy Spirit there. He's talking about an attitude change. Amen. And that's what he's talking about. And until we get that attitude change, we will never change. Until we start thinking that I am who the word of God say I am, I can do what the word of God says I can do. I'm rich, I'm the head and not the tail, I'm above and never again beneath. That's, what he, that's where he changed that. He followed the process fully. And if you follow the process fully, it will change how you think. Minister Brown. And I want to say um, how I got there in my faith. I started... Um, um, get myself, I start telling myself that I can do it, I can go where I want to go as, you know, the Lord give me envisions, but one, one of the things I had to do is find people that's already there and dig my resources and find out who's going to be there really with me to get me there that I won't be intimidating on them so they can help push me where I need to go in my destiny. 
Be ye followers of them who through faith and patient inherit what? Class? Class? Oh, y'all know that scripture? Have y'all, y- y'all know that scripture? It's in the book of what? Hebrew, right? Be ye what? Followers what? Of them who through what? Faith and what? Patient does what? Inherit what? Hebrew chapter 6. Verse, oh, you got it. Verse 12, you're right. That ye be not what? Slowful, but what? Followers of who? Of them who what? Through faith and what? Patient, inherit what? The promises. And you can't get spiritual because it says it's plural. The promises. I mean, it's it's plural. Talking about some serious promises of God. So that tells me my hookup, who I'm connected to, has a lot to do with the promises of God flowing in my life. Oh, 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 my God. Who? Who? Somebody had the mic. Oh, go ahead. I just want to say that um, this is so good because you got to think also what the enemy tries to do. Like when you are hooked up with your divine connection, what the enemy tries to do is he tries to attack you and get you offended, make you feel like, you know, like, you know, they think they're better or, you know, you just on the same level. So you have to always understand what the devil is trying to do so that you can maintain your hookup. Amen. I mean, you have to understand that because you will easily become offended. Do you understand? The reason why is because you are going to another level. So you are going to be exposed to some things and see some things. And, you know, your character has to be molded and changed. You cannot go to the next level in this, with the same attitude. See, see, growth says this. Growth says that my current lifestyle, I am comfortable with. My current lifestyle, I am used to it because I have developed these images and pictures and I know how it's going to play out. You got it? So I'm comfortable with it. Now, God wants me to go to another level. And if you go to another level, now I have to do things differently. So now I have to process new images in my mind to see this thing worked out in a different way on a different level. So then God will hook you up whereby you could see it. See, you don't never know what you're missing until you see something. I'm going to say that again. You don't never know what you miss until you see something different. And once you see something different, you, you have to realize that God just ain't let you see that just to mess you up. He's getting ready to put credible others in your pathway so that you can develop some inner working pictures within you. And so you could, you, it, it would change the way you think. If you don't hang around bigger, you'll never become to be bigger. Amen. Don't never ever get used to always hanging around where you're at now. God said he always sees increase on God's mind. Isn't that right? From glory to glory, from faith to faith. And if you don't hang around bigger, you'll never grow. And you got to realize bigger 
will sometimes come in the way of intimidation. But when you saturate yourself with the word of God, it will build a faith up in you that you will understand and realize that God set this up for a stepping stone to accelerate me to my next level of living. My God, my God. Huh? Huh? So it is important. I couldn't, I couldn't see Mega until I hung around Mega. Now, I went on Mega platform not being intimidated, not inferior, not jealous, and not envy. I went on Mega because God had, had ordained it in my spirit. He's conditioning you right now. He don't took you out the apartment. Now he puts you in the house. He wants you to get comfortable there. He just want to condition your mind to go to the next level. I'm just using that as an analogy. And you know, an analogy. Then all of a sudden you find yourself uncomfortable in the move. Now all of a sudden God is preparing you because you don't went over cuz house or pastor house and, and this house and that house. Now it just you seen that. Whew, I could do that. I could do that. Ain't no envy. See, I understand that God bring me in the presence of credible others to stretch my faith. It's not to intimidate me. It's not to make me inferior or make me scared. It's to develop me. If I don't know how big God is, then I will always limit to God to what I seen him at last. Yes. You understand? So God got, it's all right to read the Bible stories, but I need some contemporary witnesses that talk my language and look like me. It's all right. See, we've been programmed and and designed by the world that it's all right for the ice tone people to have this. But when the, when when the, when the chocolate come around. I needed to see some chocolate flowing mega. And when I seen the chocolate flowing mega, that inspired me to say, I could do the same thing, but I have to follow the same steps and do it the same way. Yes, Lord Jesus. And I get the same results. See, that's why envy and jealousy can't flow when God is trying to get you to another level. You just have to be convinced in your mind that God put me around this to stretch me so I could grow. Because you cannot grow if you continue to use the same old pictures. You need some new pictures. You need to follow somebody that's already don't pave the way. And you have to be open to their understanding and their wisdom. Show me, man. Show me, woman. Train me. I ain't never too big for me not to grow and be trained. So, if you ever make it to my house, that's if you ever. It ain't no show off thing. It's to expand your faith. And you got to be mature to come my way.
And it's not, and you got to understand, it's not just designed for me. I'm just the example. I'm the springboard for all the use. So one thing about this ministry is incredible. A lot of people came in here really didn't have nothing and didn't even want to think about moving or even getting a house. They was all content with how they was living. Until I pushed them. Now they want houses. Now they want to drive real good. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with that. The stuff don't got us. No, 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 no. No, oh, 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 no, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, 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 no. It ain't about the stuff. It's about the witness. It's about the witness. It's about the witness. If Jesus could, could drive a new car, I could drive one too. He drove a new donkey. Ain't nobody never rode the donkey. Read your Bible. That was a new car. <laughs> if I'm Jesus chartered a boat, well, I can't charter a ship. Or play. He did it. Why I can't do it? Come on now. See, y'all don't see. Y'all, listen. You ain't going to fight over apparel if it's not valuable. Those centurion soldiers fought over his robe. Y'all trying to paint Jesus to be poor. He wasn't no poor man. He was wealthy walking around. Hey, I go over there. I need to um, get across to Galilee. So I need to, and you know, I ain't going to walk on water. I'm going I'm gonna, I'm gonna to get a boat. Boat ain't free. You got to pay for the boat. Now, you know, you see that donkey over there. The Bible said the donkey ain't never been rolled. Brand new donkey. So that tell me I can get a brand new car. I don't need nobody riding my car. I get a, I get a brand new <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. <laughs> You understand? He paid taxes too. He had money for taxes. You understand? Now, as you know, you, you only, you only, you know, you know, you only supposed to pay taxes when you make something. And he owes so much. Peter was scared. It was Peter, right? He was, he was scared. He, was, he said, look here. Now, they got your name down there on taxes, Jesus. And they, don't know, they don't know nothing about me right now, so I won't have nothing to do with it. <laughs> that was Peter mentality. And Jesus picked up on it. He said, go down there and get the taxes out the fish mouth for me and for you. <laughs> Peter said, oh, that's a deal. That's a, that's a wrap. <laughs> see, see. God understands where you at and he want to bless you. But you have to have this mentality. You got to think like God. We got to, we got to get out of this, 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 um, what can I call this? Huh? No, we got to get out of this demonic thinking that I'm just making it. I'm surviving. We got a surviving mentality. Oh, I'm just surviving. You understand? I don't survive through the week. I don't survive this. I survive that. You got the surviving mentality. What you got that type of mentality for? That ain't scripture. God told us to have dominion. He told us to dominate everything that we we supposed to do. And we got the surviving mentality. 
What you surviving for? You're supposed to be accelerating. You keep on thinking survival and that's all you be doing. Paycheck to paycheck. Out one mess in another. I survived that. And God, and you got the nerve to say, God bless me. Yeah, he blessed you through survival because that's where you at. But when you're going to turn that thing over to domination, I'm dominating my situation. And when I dominate my situation, my God, don't you understand that the Bible said that the kingdom of heaven suffered violence and the violence take it by force. It didn't say that we just going to survive. It says we take the things of God by force because we're kings. The book of Revelations, it talks about how God ordained us to be kings and priests. And it's unfortunate that the church only teach you how to be priests. See, we got the priesthood down. On the book of Revelation, chapter number one, it tells you how God ordained everybody to be kings and priests. We, we, we do our priestly duties. We pray, we fast, we read the word. You follow what I'm saying? We do all the, the, the priestly stuff. But when king come in, kings is the one that makes war and makes decrees. Check this out. Whenever there's a war going on, listen to me now. Listen to me. I'm going to close. Whenever there's a war, when another country or another king um, goes to war against another king, the reason why he goes to war is because that king has something he won't. You ain't get that. The reason why they wage war is because the other person has something they want. I submit to you that whenever you hear no, your kingdom anointing should say, oh no, I'm getting ready to wage war because you have something I want. Oh, I'm going to teach on this. See, I'm going to teach on this thoroughly because I, I, I touched on it early this year, but y'all ain't get it. See, y'all ain't get it. See, even in the book of Proverbs, the Bible said that the king's word is, 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 like, is like as a lion roars in the jungle. Has much authority. You understand? See, we, we, we got all the priestly stuff down. We pray. Come to prayer. We pray when stuff happens. Fast, read the Bible. Do our little, you know, our little Christian duties. And then as soon as somebody say no, we tuck our tail and run. That's when the other anointing that God ordained you should rise up. Remember, the kingdom of what? Suffered what? And the what? Did what? That's a king. It takes it by force. Trying to get a house and you say no. And the Bible said that he supposed to bless me with houses and goodly land. And you telling me no. I'm anointed to take it. I'm anointed to take it. I took this building. I took my house. I took it. Five people was there at my house before I got there. I said, "Uh uh-uh. Uh-uh. This is my house. Uh Uh-uh. I need to back on up. Uh Uh-uh. 
Then we got into the process and they trying to tell me, you know, your skin color too wrong. Oh, that's what they said. So we need more proof. I said, you don't need nothing. Give me all my paperwork. Wait, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. I said, what? Are you, are you saying yes now? Yeah. I fought him. God will fight for you when you make a decree. See, I made a decree. I drove by that house years ago and said, that's going to be my house. After I found this building, I said, this building belongs to Newborn Fellowship and nobody else. We went for eight months without a signed contract and the owner of this building received five or six cash offers that was double of what we had on the table. But since I made a decree, the owner said, he said, Pastor Mix, for some reason, I'm committed to you and we don't have a signed contract. Because I, my kingly anointing was in effect and I made a decree. That's why the devil want to keep your mouth shut. Because if you begin to speak the boldness of God, oh, I got out of time. I got, I got to quit. I mean, you got this kingly anointing on you. Y'all looking at me like it ain't in a Bible. I, I just want to say that just to touch on what Pastor just was saying about that kingly anointing. I teach my kids. I said, anything I desire, anything I desire. If I see something like I saw this building a while ago and I said, okay, we, we're going to get this building. Well, time wasn't really right. Pastor said, no, nah, we can't do that right now. What? But I, I still said what that we was going to. What you talking about? The, the restaurant. Oh, you're talking about the restaurant. Oh. See how I went? Okay. I wasn't going to tell y'all. Go ahead. <laughs> Just flow with me. So anyway, he done busted it all out, okay? I wasn't going to tell y'all what it was for. But anyways, I had decreed. I said, okay, this building, until he agrees that, you know, it's the right time for us to move on this, this building has to stay empty. It, it cannot, nobody can move in this building. I decree that. It's been over a year. The building's still empty. I put my hand on properties. I said, nobody's going to buy this property. She right. She this right. belonged to me. My daughter Pam, she said, mom, ain't nobody even tried to buy the property. They're not going to buy it unless I release it. See, Why? See. Because I have a kingly anointing on me. I have the power to speak whatever I want into existence. And whether I got the money or not, it's going to wait until I get it. It's going to wait. It's going to wait for me. You understand? So you got to be bold enough to be able to say, hey, ain't nobody going to buy that because that belongs to me. When they come in there, they're going to say, I don't want to get this. Okay. If they come in there and got enough money, like with our house, when they came in there to buy it they put in an offer this is before we decide to put the offer in i called the lady i said so what's up with the house she said oh i got an offer on the table i said check this out call me when the offer fall through five she said the offer not gonna fall through they got plenty money i said oh it's gonna fall through because we just decided that we want that house so those people are not gonna get the house she said you know what ma'am i will keep you posted well guess what three days later say three days 
she called us and said, you know what? I can't believe it, but the people are not going to be able to get the house. You can put your offer in. So how many know that God is faithful to what he say in his word? Now, 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 watch this now. Before that even happened, I drove some out of town preachers by that house. People was living in it. I said, you see the house right there? I said, that's my house. We're going to move in that house. After we moved in, I called him up. He said, man, what y'all do? Put those people out the house? We sure enough did. <laughs> sure enough did. Watch this here. Watch it in closing. The book of Revelations because y'all looking at me funny. Oh, you know, I back up everything with scripture. Tell your neighbor, there's another anointing in you. You don't got used to praying on your knees until your knees get red. Crying and praying until you can't cry no more. That ain't gonna move nothing. You got to have that kingly anointing that make decrees and make war. We make war because they got something that we want. You only gotta want it. Isn't that something? My God, you only gotta want it. You only gotta want it. My Lord, my Lord. Tell your neighbor, you only gotta want it. Watch this here. Um, Revelation chapter number one. Pick it up here, verse number five. Are you there? Read verse five and it says, and from Jesus Christ, who is what? The faithful witness and what? The first begotten of what? And of the what? The kings of the earth unto what? Him that what? And watch us what? In his what? Verse six and have what? And have what? And have what? And have what? Made us what? Kings and what? Unto where? God. To him be what? God has made us kings and priests. So when I pray, I can make war on what I prayed. Let me say that again. When you pray, you're supposed to make war on what you pray for. Let me say that again. What you pray or when you pray and when you believe what you pray that you have received it right then. Then this is how you begin into your receiving mode. You just don't keep on confessing and hope that God going to set it up. No, 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 no. After you believe it is yours, then you make war to go get it. Because as long as that house was there and I'm confessing that it's mine. If I never engaged, I wouldn't have never got it. By me engaging, made war. You understand? A lot of us think things come to us. No, the Bible says we're supposed to take them. Now, I ain't talking about you going to stick somebody up with a gun. I ain't talking about that now. Come on now. Don't, don't, don't play me like that now. Come on now. It, it don't work that way. No, 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 no. You do this thing in the spirit. And, 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 and faith by faith, glory to glory, day by day, you'll start seeing this thing coming to full fruition because it's first going to come to your spirit like you already got it. And if you don't have, it, it all takes a relationship with God. That's how I got this faith. That's why when people say no to me, I say, oh, it's on. You don't know who you're getting ready to fight. You don't, oh, 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 you don't say no to me. And if I want it, 
If I want it, I'm going to get it. Because God got to give it to me. And you can only have that with a relationship. This just don't come by a fly by night. This took some years of development. This took me emptying out myself and emptying out my pride and emptying out what I thought I knew. And connected to those that have my answers. I disconnected from those that had my problems. And I hooked up with those that had my answers. And I didn't allow those that had my answers to intimidate me. Because they had what I want. And they had to train me how to go get it. You got to be trained. To know how to get what you're supposed to have. You go get it. Thank you for supporting the media ministry of Newborn Fellowship Christian Center. One church in two locations. Senior Pastor Dr. Warren E. Meeks Sr. and Pastor Perdita Meeks. Dr. Meeks would love for you to visit and fellowship when you are in the Rochester, New York area. For service times or to order other inspiring messages or books, please write to P.O. Box 1109, Webster, New York, 14580. Or call our office at 585-342-5020. Or visit us online at www.newbornfellowship.org.